Hello and welcome to the July 20th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Today, a vulnerability was made public in a very popular ASN.1 development tool. The tool ASN1C is published by Objective Systems. It's commercial software that will take an ASN.1 specification and turn it into C code. The sad part is that the C code that's created by this tool is vulnerable to a heap buffer overflow. Now the big deal here is that ASN.1 is the encoding scheme that's essentially behind most important internet protocols. Think of it like XML but all binary. For example, SSL uses ASN.1, SNMP uses ASN.1, but also protocols like LTE, for example, do use ASN.1 encoding. And in particular, the later one, for example, is one protocol featured by objective systems as a possible target for its ASN1C compiler. So there is a huge range of systems that may be vulnerable because code used in these systems was created using this particular tool. ASN.1 vulnerabilities are certainly nothing new. A lot of SSL vulnerabilities, for example, are at their core ASN.1 parsing vulnerabilities. It is a rather complex format and as a result, not always easy to parse in particular if you have to do it efficiently, quickly at wire speed, like for example, in these LTE systems. And in particular, if then again, minimum hardware is involved. So you have to be really efficient in how you write your code. Oftentimes security like a basic input validation is being sacrificed here for efficiency. And in many cases, the standard isn't really specifically pointing out some of the inconsistencies, for example, in length fields that have to be dealt with by the parser. As an end user, not really much you can do about this. Just wait for vendors to come up with patches. If you are using the objective systems ASN1C compiler to create your own software, then please check with objective systems. There are updates available and make sure that you recreate your code and redeploy it and potentially notify your customers. And in other news, we got a diary from Didi about how to analyze yet another malicious document. In this case, it used a different technique to obfuscate some of the base64 encoded commands that it is sending. It ended up downloading additional files via PowerShell from a malicious website and then executed. So in case you're running into a Word document like this, Didier does show you how to analyze them step by step, including all the pertinent command line options for OLE dump. Google's Gmail usually does a reasonably good job blocking some malicious attachments, like for example, Excel worksheets that include malicious macros. Now in order to do this, uh, Google apparently does use some fairly simple rules. For example, macros that trigger on workbook open apparently are being filtered and also macros that contain the string PowerShell. Well, turns out, 
both of these protection mechanisms are reasonably easy to defeat. The first one, the workbook open method, can just be replaced with a button click event. So this way the user will have to click a button, but still the macro will run as soon as the user does it. The second one is sort of even easier to defeat. The word PowerShell or the string PowerShell can just be assembled dynamically. This is of course a bypass that we have seen many, many times, for example, in JavaScript exploits that try to use strings like inner HTML and assemble them using, for example, eval method. This is very simple. So with this, the malware filter in Gmail can reasonably be easily be defeated. This just shows yet again how easily blacklists can be defeated by an attacker. But on the other hand, it's also probably protecting as is many, many users from malicious Excel spreadsheets. Well, and this is it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.